Praise the Lord. Thank you for being in church today. We were wondering how it was going to be like. This is our first inside service. Um, you guys did great about staying close to each other. We can get 193 seats in. So as we continue to do this next week, uh, please try to fill in chairs, especially in the front, so that others can get in. People a lot of times come in late, uh, but you can kind of look around and see how many chairs are open. And also we have a TV up outside and lots of chairs that can be grabbed. We also can overflow into the second floor. So uh, we're kind of prepared. And my good buddy Brian said, man, just run a cord outside and put a speaker out there. And I'm there, man. How many say I'm there, man? Whatever it takes to just be in the house of the Lord. You know, I know we had to isolate and I know we have to do that. But I also believe that isolation is the enemy's um, forte or his weapon, that he tries to isolate believers because there's strength when we're together. So, though, so I, I think it's real important that we try to uh, uh, practice and do what they're asking us to do, but yet there's something about gathering together, and there's something about gathering together safely. And brothers and sisters, um, I don't, I, I'm not too, like, like, I can't say I'm fond of, of masks and stuff, but the way I look at it is when I do that. To me, it's a way of honoring someone above myself. And so I do it with joy that way. But, um, you know, the reason we do things and do what they ask us, they like gave us some things that we got to do, is because we want to stay open. How many want to stay open? How many want to stay open? So, so let's, let's do that. And Father, right now in Jesus' name, we just pray that, that you'll keep our church safe, that you'll keep this place protected. And Lord, that your blood will cover us and that we won't have any incidents in Jesus' name. Today I'm going to be teaching the next six weeks on what I believe is the single most important teaching of my personal spiritual journey as a pastor and as, as a disciple of the Lord. It, had the, it was the biggest staple or game changer or life changer for me. And so I've been, I've been preparing for like four months on what you guys are getting today. Um, if you could, uh, could I see that just a second? This that you received, what we need you to do is I want you to bring these back every week. And every week, you're going to open up your clip and you're going to add the next teaching. So this thing will be about this thick when you're done. And God's been dealing with me about writing a book on prayer. So you guys are actually helping me write a book on prayer. And when we're done with this sermon series, you're going to be the first people that have a book on prayer. So uh, we'll rejoice together with that. So don't lose those. Bring them back every week. Um, so... You know, in talking about prayer, why should I pray? If you look in your insert and you look in your, in your um, prayer manual, you're going to see a circle of prayer. If you look at that scripture in Mark and Matthew and Luke and Matthew and Hebrews, you're going to see that that's pretty much the whole life of Jesus, the beginning, middle, end, and on the cross, and even now. And you're going to see that Jesus, if you read before, you'll always see that Jesus had a time of prayer. And then he went and lived life and did ministry. Then he went back to prayer. Then he did life and ministry. Then he went back to prayer. Then he did life and ministry. So we see a circle and a practice and a pattern in Jesus' life. And I think if he did it, we need to do it. Jesus, right before he went to the cross, he went to his disciples when he knew the soldiers were coming after him. And he said, can you, can you guys come in the Garden of Gethsemane? Can you guys come and watch and pray with me? I want you to say watch and pray. You know, we need to be in a time where we are watching. How many know that there's satanic setups and there's difficult time in 
life that we're having to navigate through. How many know that we need to be on watch over our families? We need to be on watch over our marriage. We need to be on watch. Anybody with me? So when Jesus said, watch and pray, he was simply saying, hey, be alert. Be watchful. Be sensitive. Be, be looking what's really happening around you. Let God let you see if the enemy's trying to do anything. So Jesus said, watch and watch, and not only watch, but pray with your watching. Now, when Jesus went on to say that, he brought three of them a little further, and he said, could you watch and pray with me an hour? And Jesus went off, and he agonized, and he prayed a little bit. He came back, and he saw the disciples doing what? I say they were sleeping. And he woke them up, and he said, what? Could you not watch and pray with me just one hour? This is a tough time. Watch and pray with me. And he went and agonized again. His, he came back, and his disciples were doing what? Sleeping. And the third time, he came back, and they were Okay. My challenge to you is let us not be sleeping. Let us not be sleeping in the light. There are so many Christians that are asleep in the light. There are so many uh, families and relationships that are asleep in the light. And things are happening and we're not watching and we're not praying. But God says watch and pray. Now, and then he said, could you not tarry with with me an hour? That's always been a challenge on me. We got 24 hours a day. Let's spend an hour with the Lord. But yet, I want to say, don't make it legalistic. Don't make it legalistic where you're watching your time. You're saying, well, I'm going to pray an hour. I'm going to pray an hour. I'm going to do this for an hour. Don't get legalistic with it. In fact, legalistic means is don't get where you're doing this work so that you can have God's favor. Okay? Because then it's a dead work and you're doing it for performance. But what I've done is I've taken the Lord's Prayer because Paul teaches us to pray without ceasing. So I've broken up the Lord's Prayer in six sections. And I may not hit it all at one time together in the morning. In fact, usually I just hit the first section that I'm going to teach today. But what I'll do is that throughout the day, I will take a minute and I will hit the next part. And then throughout the day, I may hit another section. And there's six parts to this, but throughout the day, what that does, listen to me, is it keeps my mind, listen to me, stayed on him. How many of you are trying to keep your mind on God? I'm trying so hard. The Bible tells us to walk in the spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh or the strong desires of our flesh. How do you walk in the spirit? I wanted to walk in the spirit so bad that, Brian, I've even set my alarm before to where every hour the alarm goes off and it reminds me, think about the Lord. I've tried to do everything to keep my mind. I'm trying to control my mind. I'm trying to control my, that God's in my mind all the time. You can use this. Listen to me. You guys, you can use this Lord's prayer to keep you hooked up or connected with God. Anybody with me? So let's don't concentrate so much on, I'm spending my hour with the Lord, bless God. Am I holy or what? To where we say, hey, I want to pray without ceasing. And I want to keep my mind stayed on the Lord. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 26, 3, it says that we have people that have perfect peace and that are happy in the Lord are people whose minds are stayed on the Lord, are set on the Lord. So that's a little bit of my heart. So John's disciples, John the Baptist's disciples ran up to Jesus and they said, hey, Jesus, can you teach us to pray like John taught his disciples to pray? And Jesus said, you bet, I'll help you with that. And again, this is the single most important thing that I've ever received from the Lord. 
is teach me to pray. And so when he taught them to pray, I want you to say it with me. Our Father, Jesus actually said this. He said, yeah, I'll teach you to pray. In Luke 11, 1, he says, when you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Say it with me. Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I love this part. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. How many would like that to happen through your day? For thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory forever and ever. And everybody said amen. So today we're going to take that first section. When you enter into our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So when you enter in your time, enter into your time with praise. Praise is faith in action. Praise is done in your own strength. The Bible says that make a jo joyful noise. I want you to look as I read this scripture. I want you to circle it on your insert. I want you to see how many are action verbs. Make a joyful shout unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and we and not ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Here we go. Enter his gates. Enter your prayer with, with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. So guys, there's our outline on how we enter in. We enter in with being thankful. By bringing bless, where we bring blessing to the Lord, we're thankful. You can be as simple as, I thank you for health and strength. I mean, I remember my granddad used to say, I thank you for health and strength. I thank you I breathe today. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my children. I thank you I have a house to live in. I want us to be thankful. I want us to bless his name. I want us to enter his courts. And when we do that, when we have this attitude like, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will, my, his praise will be in my heart and in my mouth. My soul, my mind, my emotions, man, I'm going to boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof be glad. Oh, magnify, I'm going to magnify the Lord. Would you magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together? How many see the attitude? You see the attitude of entrance. Everybody say attitude of entrance. You see an attitude of entrance. And then look at this. When we have that attitude of entrance, the scripture says, I sought the Lord, and everybody say, he heard me. He heard me. He heard me. Now, the next thing is I wrote seven words that's translated praise. When you read, especially in Psalms, you'll see the word praise. Well, kind of like love can mean a whole bunch of different stuff. Praise, there are seven. Look at this, guys. This is so amazing. There's one, two, three, four. There are seven words that when you just see the word praise, in the book of Psalms, it actually means this specific kind of praise. Praise isn't a, a, praise isn't a style, like a method style. I grew, I grew up Methodist, or a Lutheran style, or a Catholic style. Praise isn't a style. Praise is a commandment. Praise, God said, if we don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. Brothers and sisters, it really bothers me to see people praising at a rock concert. It really bothers me. 
where they see people praising at a rock concert or people shouting at a ball game when there's a, a touchdown or a home run. Man, we'll shout for the Cubs and we'll do all this. And, and, and man, we'll just do all this praise for the earthly, but then we come and set like knots on a log at church. What's up with that? What's up with that? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. So here's these words. Tada is to raise your hand like a bowl. When you're praising, raise your hand like a bowl. Uh, yada is when you just declare, man, God, you are good. Like today, the song, you're a good, good father. To you are, to you are, to you are. And I'm loved by you. You are faithful in all your ways. That would have been a perfect time to lift your hands up. And say, you are faithful in all of your ways. You are. That's declaring with extended hands. Why do we declare with our hands down? It's declare with extended hands. Worship, a bowl is like you're offering something up to God. Hey, I want to give something back to you. You thirsty, Jesus? I want to give you a bowl of my praise. So that's what that means. And Zamar is to praise him with a song. Barak is bow down. As you're humbling yourself. Shabbat is the shout. Hallel. And remember these words, when you read it, you just praise. Unless you look it up in the Hebrew, you don't know what it's saying. Tehillah is to sing in the spirit. Or just to sing a song. So you see the different ways that we praise there. Okay. So. We're entering his courts with thanksgiving. We've said, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your praise. We're coming in with a, a, an action of faith. We're coming in with an attitude. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will be on my mouth. Hey, guys, something that I do is I go to you, you, YouTube, or you can go to uh, Pandora, or you can go to Spotify. Just type in Elevation Worship. Just type in um, Bethel Worship. Just, just type in a, a genre of worship you like, and then music will come up. And listen, what I do is I see the song, I type in on my computer the lyrics because I realize that I've forgotten to see what the song's saying. And I get quiet before the Lord, and I practice these seven ways of praise in a daily basis with my computer and with my lyrics on the screen, and I enter his courts with praise. Listen, if a country boy from Missouri that didn't even have a computer when he moved to Chicagoland can do that, you can do that too. Okay? Let's, 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 let's have a hunger and a desire to praise the Lord. To praise the Lord. You know, I'm not going to, I, I don't want to come in and be tough on people. But if, you're, if you have a worshiping church, it's because they're worshiping through the week. If you have a worshiping team up front, it's because they're worshiping from the, through the week. So they're, they're doing that. So what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to give you a definition, and then I think I'm just going to show you how I pray that first one. But it says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. To hallow, that hallowed, here's what this means if you want to write it down. To hallow means to make it holy or set it apart. To be exalted as being worthy of absolute devotion. We're talking about the names of God. 
To hallow the name of God is to regard him with complete devotion and loving admiration. To praise, give honor, endow God as something you cherish. It's like a cherished possession. Now what I'm going to do, I want to do one more thing. See that part that says, I, I want to I look at this one part that says worship his names. Does everybody see that in your sheets? Worship his names. And then you see this graph. Does everybody see that? Flip through there till you see worship his names. And then you're going to see this graph. I want you to get to that graph. Everybody see that graph? It'll say uh, benefit, name, and meaning. Is everybody there? Benefit, name, and meaning. I, I sat down and tried to write everything, every word as close as I could that I was going to say this week because I wanted you to be able to take it home with you. Okay, if you look there, worship his names, hallow his names. What you do when you enter into prayer is you think about Calvary, you think about Jesus on the cross, and how through his blood you now can even say, Our Father who art in heaven. Okay? Realize the benefits we have because Jesus died on the cross. Is everybody with me? So when you look at that sheet, you're going to see sin. And the benefit is our sin is dealt with. And then you see Jehovah to Sid canoe. Jesus is our righteousness. Then you see sin dealt with, Jehovah Makedesh. Then you see the spirit given. Then you see success, soundness, and security. Okay, these are benefits of the names of God that we worship and we hallow and we adore and, and we, we give praise to. Now, you might say, Tzidkenu, Makedesh. What the heck are all these words? These are, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. These are names, these are names that the Israelites praise God to. They would say, we worship you, Jehovah Tzidkenu, you are our righteousness. We worship you, Jehovah Makedesh, you are our sanctification. We're going to get into that. So they would worship his names. They would hallow his names, okay? But then the meaning is we say Jesus is because of the finished work of the cross, Jesus has fulfilled all these things. So what I'm going to do now for the next 11 minutes is I'm going to show you how I do, how I use that chart and how I enter into his courts with praise. Keep in mind I've done music. I've worshipped with seven ways of worship. I've, I've started by just, here's how I start. At the top of that page above your chart. I worship you Elohim. Again, this is another name. I worship you Elohim. Everybody say Elohim. Elohim is the word used in the beginning was God. That's the Hebrew word. God is Elohim. Elohim means Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when you say, I worship you, Elohim, you're saying, I worship you, Father, I worship you, Son, I worship you, Holy Spirit. So I worship you, Elohim. You are the creator of the heavens. Father, I thank you right now, and Lord, I thank you for the sun. I thank you for the sun that brings warmth to my face. I thank you for the moon at night. I thank you for the stars. I worship you, the creator of the heavens, and I worship you, the creator of the earth. And as I do that, I try to get in the moment. I usually am walking. I say, Lord, I thank you for the sun on my face. I thank you for the birds that I hear chirping, which I didn't before I focused on it. 
I thank you for the trees and the leaves that are blowing. You are the creator, God. You created the heavens and you created the earth. I thank you, God, that you wanted a family. And that because of Adam's sin, sin separated me from your family. And Lord, I thank you that because you wanted a family, you were in the beginning. You didn't want to live alone, that you created me. Elohim, you created the heavens, you created the earth, and you created me because you didn't want to live alone. And therefore, I say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I worship you, Elohim. If you want to follow in your sheets and, and, and just see how I do that, I worship you, I worship you Adonai, to Sid Canoe. I thank you for the benefit. Jesus, I thank you for your blood that has taken my sins away. I worship you, Adonai, Jesus. I worship you because you have forgiven me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the great exchange. What do you mean by that, Pastor Brian? I thank you that you took my sin, Jehovah to Sid Canoe, and you gave me your righteousness. I am righteous in you, Jesus. You can see scriptures through there. You can say all kinds of scriptures through that. You could say, for he who, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin, that I might be the righteousness of God. I'm right with God. There's no condemnation to me because I'm in Christ. Okay? So I worship you, Jehovah Tzidkenu. You are my righteousness. I worship you, Adonai Makedesh. Again, that's a Hebrew word. And that means I worship you that I am holy. You know, a lot of people feel so ashamed about their self. And they're afraid to go to God because they feel like they're a sinner. I'm holy. I'm set apart. I'm perfect. And I'm accepted. I worship you, Adonai Makedesh. Because you have forgiven me of my past sins, my present sins, and my future sins. How many say you can praise him about that? You've forgiven me in my past. You've forgiven me in my present and my future sins. Amen. I worship you, Adonai Makedesh. You know, you, your sacrifice of your body, you did that once and for all, and I am holy. Hebrews 10, look, look at that prayer, 10, 17. Lord, I thank you that my sins and my shortcomings, your word says you don't remember them anymore. Here's my favorite scripture, Hebrews 10, 14. Say it every day. I say it every day. Lord, Adonai Makedesh. I worship you. I worship your name. I'm holy. I'm, I'm set apart. I'm forgiven. I worship you. And I say this, for by one offering, you have perfected forever Brian, who's being made sanctified. How many of you are trying to walk the right path? Anybody out there? How many is trying to do the right thing? How many of you do the right thing? Raise your hand. How many of you accomplished the right thing? So it leaves you feeling like a piece of poop half the time, all right? But when you worship him as Adonai Makedesh, you say, Lord, I thank you that you have perfected me forever while I'm working it out. Everybody get that point right there and how important that is to pray that. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you, Adonai Shalom. That's your next one. Here's the benefit of Christ on the Calvary. The benefit is he's given us peace with God. 
He's given us, uh, uh, he's given us uh, access into his throne. I worship you, Adonai Shalom. I thank you that I've been crucified with Christ. If you look up, if, if you look up above, there's a scripture that, that says that I've been crucified with Christ. I'm also risen with Christ. Okay, I've been crucified with Christ. Now I'm risen with Christ. I've been raised up from the dead. Here's my scripture I love, Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, because I'm justified, justified means declared not guilty. Because I'm justified by faith in Jesus, everybody say this with me. We have peace with God. Say that with me. We have peace with God. I worship you, Adonai Shema. Because of my faith in the finished work of the cross, I am at peace with God. And then I go in and say, I can come boldly. These scriptures are in there. I can come boldly to the throne of grace. I can come boldly to pray. Man, I have Jesus, a high priest that, 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 that understands. He was in my skin and he still loves me. He loves me first. I can come boldly to him without shame, without condemnation and guilt. And I can say, peace. I'm at peace with God. I'm justified with God. That Roman says, therefore being justified by faith, I'm now at peace with God. And it says, whereby I'm given access into his grace, whereby I can stand. So, so now I see that happening. I see that happen. Then I say, I worship you, Adonai Shema. And the reason I put that after peace is because I'm at peace with God, I know that he is with me. Shema means he is with me. Shema means the Lord is with me. The Bible says this, and I always tell myself in prayer, I've been crucified. When Christ died on the cross, the word says we died with him. And the Bible says just as Christ raised from the dead, it said we are raised with him. And then it says this, and then it says that, that, that Christ was exalted to the right hand of God. Do you know the Bible says we sat at the right hand of God with him? That means in the throne of God in heaven we are seated with him in heaven and then listen to this the holy spirit was not poured out until the new testament in the old testament the holy spirit only came on kings prophets what's the other one kings prophets and priests thank you kings prophets and priests the holy spirit but that's why when Jesus was exalted, the Holy Spirit's been poured out. So what just used to be for a king or a prophet and all the people didn't have anything, that's why the exaltation of the Lord is so important. Because when he was exalted, the Holy Spirit came and into my heart and I became a temple. And that's why Adonai Shema is so important. He is with me. I worship you, Adonai Shema. We're not in the Old Testament where you have to be a king, priest, and a prophet. I'm little old Brian, and I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is with me. I worship you, Adonai Shema, for you are with me. I worship you, Adonai Rofe. That is the Lord that heals. In your book, look at it as I'm going through this. He heals me spiritually, he heals me emotionally, and he heals me physically. 
There's scripture on every one of them. I'm healed. Oh, Adonai, Rophe, I worship you. My relationship with God is healed. Lord, I thank you that my mind is healed. That my emotion, how many of your emotions get yanked out of order and you're an emotional wreck? You can worship right here and say, I worship you. Don't say I'm an emotional wreck. Say, I worship you. You restore my mind. You, 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 you heal my mind. You heal my emotions. And yes, he heals my body. How many believe in physical healing? Do you know that scripture I put in Peter where it says, you, you guys can read it about wounded right you guys just read it because I don't have time to go through all of them but that word there salvation it means healing and salvation it's interchangeable physical healing and salvation so we're worshiping him Adonai Rophe and then I worship you Adonai Jireh Adonai Jireh that means the Lord's provision shall be seen that's where you say I am successful because of the cross every day when you, you can say I'm successful Thank you, Lord, that you've given me success today. You give me everything I need. The Bible says the Lord was with Joseph, and he was successful even though a slave. Look at those scriptures you can pray. Now, do you guys know where Adonai, everybody's heard of Jehovah Jireh, my providers? Jehovah Jireh means my provision shall be seen. You know what's really cool? That word was written in the Bible the first time. How many remember when Abraham took his son Isaac up to be sacrificed? How many know that Bible story? Okay, well when he was taking his son up the mountain, his son said, I see we have fire and I see we have wood, but where is the sacrifice? Listen, Abraham said, the Lord himself will be the lamb. You guys get that? And right when he said that, a lamb, a ram, was caught in the thicket, okay, in wood. What does that mean to me? It means this. I'm going to be about 10 more minutes, uh, Braden. It means this. It means this. Where we can say Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides, is that day with Abraham when he took him up and he, and he started to bring the knife down on his only son, which is symbolic of Jesus Christ, God said, stop! And Abraham stopped. And there was a ram caught in a wooden thicket. Guys, you can say I'm successful and God has provided a, a ram, a lamb was caught in the thicket. A, a, a ram, a lamb was caught on a wooden cross. The lamb Jesus was provided. And so Abraham said, I'm calling this place the Lord will provide. Brothers and sisters, you can worship Adonai Jireh every day and you say, because of the finished work on the cross, the Lord will provide everything I need because of the cross. Amen. So there's that. Adonai Nissi is this. Nissi is protection. His banner is... If you think of protection, think of protection, a bubble, a tower, a safe place. There's a scripture says that we're under the wing of the Almighty. Okay, Adonai Nissi, that Nissi in the Old Testament, when it comes up, Nissi means protection or banner. His banner over me is his love. What's my protection? Hey, Bill, his protection over you is his love. Hey, look, you know what your protection is? 
in this world? His love. His love is your nissi. I worship you. You need to know this next verse. It says that I have known and believed the love that God has for me. Many know that God loves, but do you believe he loves you? If you do, that's your protection. I've known and I believe the love that God has for me. God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. And then it says this, herein is his love made perfect. How's our love made, made perfect? That we dwell in God and he dwells in us and we know and believe that he loves us. Herein is our love made perfect. Look at this. Look at this. That we may have, look at that in your scripture. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. How many of you know that you walk through this earth daily being judged, being criticized, okay? When you know God's love for you, when you're stressed out, when you're freaking out, when you stop and say, Lord, you're Adonai your banner over me, it's your love. And I know that and I believe it. I know it and I believe it. Herein is my love made perfect. When you know it and you believe it, and then on the day of judgment, you have boldness. Look at this. Because as he is, so are we. Is Jesus holy? So are we. Is he righteous? So are we. Is he successful? Somebody say, so am I. Is he happy? So am I. Is, is, he, is he stressed out? No, so, so I'm not. But as he is, when I, when, when I see that his banner is his love and I get a hold of that, it doesn't matter what happens, I can worship him through my storms. Anybody out there say amen. amen. And then I will end with this. Uh, where'd Brayden go? <laughs> Brayden, I'm ready for you now, buddy. That's my son-in-law. He is amazing how he pulls stuff together. Give it up for Brayden today. Amen. I close with this. I worship you, Adonai Rohai. Adonai Rohai is shepherd. So we're under protection. He's Nissi and he's shepherd. Guys, I wrote down for you what the Lord's Prayer means. And I challenge everybody to memorize it. Anybody memorize it with me? I challenge you to memorize the Lord's Prayer. And as you memorize it, understand the interpretation with what I wrote down for you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Lord, you're my Rohai, Adonai Rohai. I don't lack or want for anything today. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Lord, I thank you that you feed me the word and that you nourish and you sustain me with the word of God. He, lies, he leads me beside still waters. Lord, I thank you that whatever chaos is going on in my life, you lead me beside the still waters. And then Psalms 23 says, he restores my soul. Lord, I thank you that you're restoring my mixed up emotions and things that's going on in my head that aren't true. You restore my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. Lord, I thank you sometimes I don't know how to navigate my road, but you are the great navigator. You lead me in the right path. My steps are ordered by the Lord where I'm 
he's ordering. Where I'm opening up the door, he's opening. Where I'm knocking, he's opening. Where I'm asking, he's giving according to his will. You are the great navigator. How many know we need a navigator in today's world? You, you lead me in the path of righteousness for your name. Yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Brothers and sisters, that is talking about a sheep or a Christian that has a wandering heart. That is talking about a Christian that, that, that gets away from the Bible and starts doing wrong things and gets out in the world and doesn't go to church anymore. You just get mixed up. So look at it like this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. Here's what happens when you have a wandering heart. The Lord's telling me that some have had a wandering heart in here today. Our shepherd leaves the 99, and he goes, and he finds you, and he takes his rod, and he pushes the enemy back, and then he takes his shepherd crook, and he pulls you close, and then listen what the shepherd does to a wandering heart. He takes the lamb, and he breaks their leg. What'd you just say? Shepherd, I, I raise sheep, I know this. We break their legs. A sheep that keep a little lamb that keeps wandering, we break their leg. And then we put them over our neck or we carry them back close to us. Listen to this. Better a broke leg than killed by the enemy. Better a broke leg than eaten by a wolf. So God in his love sometimes breaks our leg or brings correction to us or brings a better way. So to the wandering heart, he brings you back. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death where God gets cold and I feel insecure with him and I'm making wrong decisions, he comes after me. He pushes the enemy back and pulls me in. He might bring some correction to me, but it's just because he loves me. And then it says, thou preparest a table before me in the very presence of mine enemy. I quit praying for the enemy to be gone because he's not going to be gone. But what I picture is a great big circle lit up with beautiful music, beautiful white linen, beautiful silverware and candles and a harpist and a violinist playing. And my sweet Jesus is at that table with me. And I look out past the light and there's demons and warlocks and pain and, and death and darkness. But in my bubble of the Lord, he's preparing a table before me in the very presence of my enemy. Every day I say, he anoints my head with oil and my cup runs over. Some of you are out. Some of you are empty. There ain't nothing running out. You're squeezed it all out. When you start worshiping God, letting Him fill, He fills your cup up, and then you live life from the overflow. Anybody out there? He anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Do you know in the, Greek, in the Hebrew, that, that 
follow me literally means like a football game where a strong safety or a linebacker is chasing down a running back and he tackles him. His goodness and his mercy chases you down. Come on, I need some mercy chasing me now. I need the goodness of the Lord chasing me down. And then it says this, and I will. There's sometimes, Jim, when I'm praying, I don't even know if I'm saved. Seriously. I'm like, God, what a mistake. But then I'll say, surely God's goodness and mercy going to follow me. And then I yell out, I will. I will. I will. I have some security in the Jehovah said canoe. I have some security in Adonai Makedesh. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Brothers and sisters, that's how I start prayer. Kind of like that every day. And I've gotten where I don't try to do prayer all at one setting. I cannot do prayer at all at one setting. I challenge you to spread these out and keep your mind on the Lord all day long. If you want this message, if you want to know how to pray, I'm not even going to look because I don't want to be discouraged if nobody raised their hand and I don't want to be encouraged if everybody raised their hand. I just don't want to know either way. But if you want to be a, a man or a woman of prayer and you want to establish a prayer life and you want to establish that daily walk with him lift your hands up to the Lord I'm not looking because I'm not going to be encouraged or discouraged just lift your hands up and say I want to teach me to pray teach me to pray these next six weeks let me glean off Pastor Brian how he prays and help me put some of that in my life hands down every head bowed and eyes closed who would say I have a wondering heart And right now, I'm kind of away from the Lord. Lift up your hand all over this room. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Say, I'm kind of away from the Lord. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Anybody else say, I'm kind of away from the Lord. I see that new hand. I see your hand. God bless you. Anybody else? I see your hand. Anybody? I see your hand. Anybody? Every time I say, I see your hand, it's a new one. Who says, I'm kind of away from the Lord today, Brian? Kind of away from the Lord today. Lift up your hand. Kind of away from the Lord. Be be encouraged today. God's goodness and his love for you brought you here today. Right now, I want you not to just know God loves you. God loves, but I want you to know he loves me. Say, Jesus loves me. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Everybody that raised their hand say, I worship you, Adonai, to Sid Canoe. Say, thank you for taking my sin and giving me your righteousness. You that raised your hand, we'll do it together. Say this, say, I worship you, Adonai Makedesh. Because while I'm messed up, I'm still perfect because you died on the cross for me. So every person that lifted your hand, no more condemnation. Go. Condemnation out of your head. Guilt, go. Fear, go. Right? When I say those, tell it to go. Renounce it. Say fear, go. 
condemnation go, guilt go, shame go. And right now, you that raise your hand, say, Lord, Jehovah Shalom, peace. Give me your peace today. Give me your peace today. Some of you are feeling tears coming down your cheeks. Give me your peace today. All is well. Oh, we love you, Lord. Give me your peace today. I want you to see Jesus exalted in heaven. He's risen from the dead. And I want you to see this, that now he sent his spirit into your heart. Right now, say, Holy Spirit, come into my heart. You that raised your hand, say, come into my heart. Live with me and dwell with me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Is there anyone here today that says, I've never become a son? or daughter. I've I've never asked Jesus into my heart. I've never made that commitment. I've never made that decision. But I want to do that today for the first time. Would you lift up your hand and say, would you pray with me? I want to accept Jesus for the first time today. Would you lift up your hand and say, would you pray for me? If you're watching online, you can lift up your hand or you can write it in the chat. Anybody want to lift up their hand and say, would you pray for me? I want to accept Jesus into my heart. Praise the Lord. Looks like we're all good in the house of the Lord today. That's a good thing, huh? Stand to your feet today. Stand to your feet today. That's a good thing that we nobody prayed to receive Christ for the first time. That means everybody is. But yet here, I want to challenge you to bring someone next week who you know doesn't know Christ. Guys, next week, your kingdom come, your will be done is powerful. So I want you to come for that. Um, Braden, what's next, buddy? Is somebody coming or you want me to close? Amen. Carmen and I will be standing up front. If you need prayer for anything, um, Ken, I want you to come up. John and Amy, do you guys have time to stay around a minute or do you have plans, John? Jim, could you come up at the end and help me with prayer, you and your wife? Let's just get a few people to come up. If anybody needs prayer, we're going to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we dismiss people in the name of the Lord. And Father, we thank you for your blessing. And Lord, go with us and let us come back in Jesus' name. Guys, we're going to give the Lord a hand clap. And then, but before we do that, everybody grab your prayer thing, stick it under your deal and come back because you get part two next week you get part two next week all right we're writing a book together it's going to bless thousands now let's give the lord a hand clap today that's one of the hebrew words let's shout praise the lord praise the lord shout hallelujah hallelujah somebody give a bowl of praise to the lord somebody give him a bowl of praise amen praise the lord God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you need prayer for anything, we're at the front.